Jim Romer joins us now from Best Weather. Jim, is a drought over in California? Is it ever? Incredible. Some places, 20 to 30 inches of rain in the last two months. And this is a telltale sign uh, of an El Nino, believe it or not, forming over the next few months. But with it, is it, I mean, I get the idea that they've had biblical rain. But does that end a drought, or is it a one-off, and they go back to this one year, five years later? Is it a is the drought a structural reality, or is it done? I really think it's it's pretty much over, partly because the patterns are going to stay pretty active for much of 2017. Remember, a lot of this, uh, the agriculture in California depends on snowmelt, and with the Sierras getting new record snowfall the last six to eight weeks that's going to run off into irrigation channels during the spring and summer. And it's going to replenish a lot of uh, farms for farmers. You've seen, of course, uh, lettuce, uh, autumn prices, et cetera, skyrocket the last few years. It has been food inflation in this country, in vegetables, for example. And this may take some of the steam out of those high prices of groceries yeah. over the next two years as farmers begin to see a, a rebound in production. I, I've had this question, I think, eight times in the last month. I got an email from my, uh, one of our listeners, Al, in New Jersey. Uh, about this, does does the rain drought cycle refute global warming? You know, it's there's not a direct correlation one to one. I mean, I do think we have a warming planet. Look at 120 degree temperatures in Australia. Look at the record warm February in the United States right now. That's pressured natural gas that fooled a lot of forecasters, including myself, about a month or two ago. We've been in a bearish camp for natural gas for the last few weeks, though. So, um, you know, it's a very complex cycle. Uh, weather is very chaotic, and you can't always pinpoint every disaster to global warming, however. Jim, I'm going to cut to the chase and ask a real hard question here. Where can I go ski in the States? There's, a, there's, no, there's no snow in Europe. People who have I know, I know. I, I know you asked me that about a month and a half ago, and I wasn't really focused on it too much. Um, record snowfall right now at Snowbird, Utah, one of my clients up across the Sierras, Tahoe, Kirkwood. Um, the northeast that had three to four feet last week is going to see freeze thawing here. But as we get into mid to late March, we're going to see a colder pattern across much of the country. So I think late March, mid to late March, being out in the, in the Rockies, Colorado, even New England, uh, it's going to be kind of a cold end to the winter, I think. How much does it impact gas, gas prices, gasoline prices? Well, interestingly enough, you know, we've had a relatively warm winter, except parts of Eastern Europe. And typically, you see heating oil lag and gasoline soar. It's called a spread, of course, in commodities when people can drive all over the world because of lack of snow. And when you have warm weather, pressures heating oil versus gasoline. That hasn't happened this year for a variety of other factors of crude breaking out technically and some tensions in the Middle East and everything else going on. But, uh, you know, it, right now, weather really hasn't had a major impact on the gasoline market this again this winter. Help me with the linkage of the sauce. And, folks, Jim Romer does a lot here with commodities. Is well folded into, and folks, I did not buy this. Uh, Red Oak Keeper of the Amex has put me at a limit. I can't spend over $80 on a piece of beef in a restaurant. The beef just goes up and up. Am I right that corn goes down and down? I, I mean, help me here with live cattle. 
Yeah, you know, we, we talked, Tom, about a year and a half ago with cattle 35% higher than this, and I was mentioning these droughts breaking in Kansas and Oklahoma and Texas, the biggest producers of cattle uh, really in the world. And, and we saw a rebound in cattle production in the last 12 months. Cattle went below a dollar for the first time in several years, about, uh, three or four months ago. Uh, there tends to be an inverse relationship with corn. You know, I, I think we're going to have probably good crops again this summer as a weak El Nino forms. So actually, corn prices go down during the summer, um, depending on what happens with the production of cattle, we, 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 we can see that inverse relationship, you know, come back once again. Do you have a commodity that's particularly attractive right now based on the study of weather? Well, I think my best call uh, over the last six months has been calling the top in the cocoa market. Uh, we dropped 30% the last three or four months when many analysts were bullish because we're seeing the biggest rebound in cocoa production in many, many years. And that was brought on by great rains in West Africa, the number one producer. Amazingly, chocolate, <laughs> what we eat and love, uh, it's a, a dorphine rush, certainly. The Ivory Coast and Ghana produce 70% of the world's cocoa. They've seen an incredible uh, moisture supply the last five months. And you've just seen all the speculators run for, for the hills and prices collapse. Yeah. So if we have a weak El Nino, sugar and cocoa could potentially be bull markets right. again. We'll have to watch it this summer. Do you know, Jim, that because of France and Lacroix, we have Toblerone chocolates in our food court in London? <laughs> she single-handedly uh, <laughs> she pulled an attitude with the 108th mayor <laughs> of New York. Francine, a cocoa, I like that, Francine. We got right to where you want to go. Yeah, cocoa is something that actually, it was, you know, Jim, it was my first job at Bloomberg following these soft commodities, and at the time it was all blowing up in Côte d'Ivoire, and it was one of the main concerns that people had. But talk to me about currencies. I, don't, I know it's, it's a further away from weather, but actually with bad weather and currency fluctuation, what do these producers do? Well, for example, when the Brazilian real collapsed, you know, we saw, of course, uh, the Brazilian producers lower the price of coffee for export, and coffee, you know, collapsed two or three months ago. Now, the real coming back technically, it forces producers in the southern hemisphere, particularly Brazil, uh, to raise the price of coffee. So you have to kind of watch both. Um, certainly, current currency fluctuations will affect the grain market. A strong a dollar will tend to pressure prices, particularly if we have record South American crops, which we're having for soybeans right now. If the dollar continues to strengthen this summer and we have another record uh, oh. corn and bean crop, uh, that, that's going to be bearish brains longer term. Jim Romer, thank you so much. Greatly appreciate the perspective. We like having uh, Mr. Romer on any number of times, folks, particularly when you see um, a dramatic shift in weather, which certainly we're seeing uh, out in California. Jim Romer uh, is with Best Weather Incorporated, and particularly tying into commodities as well. Francine, I, I uh,